0: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hey, villagers. Today, Village Health is going to discuss obstructive sleep apnea. I know some of you think, oh, I don't have that. If you snore at night, believe me, you have some form of sleep apnea. Okay, so we're going to discuss the symptoms, treatments, and The effects if it's not treated. And I'll get back to you right after this. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. We have some fun facts for you today. We're going to talk about and discuss Season 1, Episode 3, and that is about obstructive sleep apnea. I had some things written down and some uh, symptoms, treatments, and effects. And in my 26 years of healthcare experience, I've worked for a company that I was a representative and sold uh, CPAP equipment, which is continuous positive airway pressure. It's a machine you wear when you have sleep apnea. And I also sold um, home sleep studies, which was became very popular uh, around 2015, about seven years ago. And you can still get those services today. Okay, let's get to it. Symptoms. Excessive daytime sleepiness. So when you at work and you're on that computer, when that laptop, and you're drowsy, you're falling asleep, that means you did not get enough rest the night before. So that is one thing about uh, obstructive sleep apnea. You want to know what that is, and that is part of the symptoms loud snoring Of course you heard my snoring in the beginning of the of the uh podcast and uh, I know you was wondering who fell asleep this time I didn't Another symptom when you stop breathing during during your sleep now that is scary I have seen that and I've witnessed that when I was in sleep school and, um, while I was you know during uh class, we had to observe a patient at a sleep lab um as part of our hours um class hours, and I witnessed a young lady she had to been maybe in her thirties, and she stopped breathing for about maybe ten seconds. Anything over like 10 or 15 seconds, I think they go and wake them up, but yeah, she stopped breathing for almost almost 10 seconds, and they had to um, alert her through the uh, microphone through the speaker to to wake her up um, another thing, another symptom is abrupt wakening with gasping and choking. so you wake up in the middle of the night gasping and choking. It wasn't because you laid on the wrong side, you know, you laid on your wrong side. Instead of the right side, you laid on your left side. Instead of the left side, you laid on your right side. Believe me, it's part of uh, sleep apnea. I know my dad, he had it. He would wake up in the middle of the night choking and gasping for air. Morning headaches. That's another thing. Believe me, an aspirin will not cure that. Basically, you have to get enough rest the night before. Difficulty concentrating during the day. Now, there could be a lot of us. I can get a, plenty of sleep and rest if I'm bored. Honestly, at work, um, I probably would be. Um, I think I got a little bit of HDD, Wait, is it HHD, HDD. Yeah. So definitely, if I don't get enough rest, but I'll be up all night watching ESPN and, um. Especially fantasy football during the uh, football season. So I'm guilty of that. Mood changes such as depression and irritability. Now that happens. And I'm not going to get into that. Um, Everyone gets a little bit, you know, everyone gets irritable when they don't get enough rest. And it happens. I don't know about the the, uh, depression. I did learn something about that during sleep school. But, uh, hmm. High blood pressure. And decrease in libido. Whoa. Okay. Um, the libido thing, ladies and gentlemen, please get enough rest. Gentlemen, get enough rest. Take your vitamins. Take your drink. Your I ain't say drink any energy drinks or anything like that, but get your exercise and all. But get plenty of rest. And teeth grinding. Believe me, believe me, that is the most annoying thing that you can you know experience while you're trying to get some sleep and your significant other is lying next to you and he or she is grinding their teeth in the middle of the night and um there's a there's a um um there's a, a piece of equipment that can resolve that issue as well and we'll get into that later and bedwetting haven't experienced that at all. That could happen, you know, from time to time. So, but we will get back, you know, get back to that. Okay, let's get into what is OSA or obstructive sleep apnea. Here's the definition. Obstructive sleep apnea is a disorder caused by the repetitive collapse of the upper airway during sleep. It is the most common sleep-related breathing disorder. It occurs when the muscles supporting the soft tissues in your throat, such as your tongue and the soft palate, relax. This causes your airway to narrow or even close, momentarily cutting off your breathing. That is the definition. So that is the reason why you're gasping, waking up in the middle of the evening or the the night whenever you're taking a nap <laughs> I'm guilty of that uh and you're sleeping and you're snoring is because your brain isn't getting enough oxygen and your body has to work harder so your brain is sending, sending signals to your body to your heart, to your to your lungs to work harder to bring in more oxygen because it needs that oxygen to relax, and then your body will relax. So what causes uh, sleep apnea, like I stated earlier? Snoring is associated with sleep apnea. Uh, Alcohol, fatty foods, even weight gain. I'm just giving you, you know, a little bit here and there. Of of some of the uh, the causes, but you can also look this up as well. But I just want all you villagers to know, it's all about healthcare awareness. That's what this podcast is about. My twenty six years of being in the health field, I think it, I just owe it back to the community, back to you, to take care of you know yourself and take care of your loved ones. So you have to take care of yourself in order you can take care of others. Okay, so um, diagnosis of sleep apnea. Um, So those are like some of the diagnosis of sleep apnea. So you have different treatment options, okay? Of being so you can get diagnosed. Uh, You can be tested by a reputable sleep lab in a hospital. Because some most hospitals have sleep labs, majority of them. Independent standalone sleep labs, also, where that they have in, you know, in, um independent companies, um, small corporations that have um sleep labs throughout your state. Uh you also have an option of doing a home sleep study. That's what uh I was selling. Back in uh, about seven, seven, eight years ago. So, basically, when you're doing, when you're in the sleep lab, they are connecting. You have to stay the night. Basically, uh, you can have um, someone can spend the night with you. There's a room. It's a set up like a bedroom. You would go in and shower. You would uh, actually wash your hair. And make sure your hair is clean because they have to connect the um the leads these little electro leads with this paste connected to parts of your scalp. And there's about uh, maybe mm, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, about maybe sixteen leads in your hair, maybe seventeen. It's been a while for me. I need you to go and look this up as well. So. So there's about 16 leads and they all lead to this machine sitting on the side of the bed. It's like next to the, it's like a nightstand. And then you have a rip belt, a rip effort belt, which it does. It, it actually um, gives the range of when you're breathing along with the snore mic, along with the thermistor is under your nose. When, when you're breathing, it matches your, your effort. When you're breathing, when you're inhaling and exhaling. Okay. So, and then you have, um, your restless leg, uh, actually there's a lead there too, because a lot of people, they kick when they're sleeping. So that, that less, uh, restless leg syndrome. So that will, you know, interrupt your sleep as well when you're resting. So anytime when there's an interruption, you end up going back. So there's, of course, the, um uh, you have, REM one, two, you have, I'm sorry, sleep one, sleep two, sleep three, and then you have REM. Rapid eye um, movement is REM, R E M. Rapid eye movement. That is when you are at your, the level of sleep where you're just getting your rest, basically. And anytime when your your sleep or your rest is interrupted while you're sleeping, that's called an episode. So that episode interrupts your sleep. And you just don't, you know, you have to start all over again or you go back to that level of sleep. I'm probably not doing a good job of this right now, but I just wanted to make this uh this episode so I wanted you to make you know be aware, but you can look this up as well. I just want y'all villagers to be aware, okay? So some of the treatments that you have, or, you know, the options of receiving is either weight loss, because when you gain weight, you gain weight around your your neck, and you gain inches. I'm sorry, inches around your neck, and that causes that palate to close when you're sleeping. You can wear a CPAP, which I discussed earlier, or a BiPAP. Now, a CPAP is that continuous positive airway, which blows positive air uh, with two different settings. The BiPAP has two different settings, but it ramps up, basically. The air ramps up when you're sleeping in that BiPAP, so when you're inhaling and when you're exhaling. They say you can sleep on your side. It may work, it may not. You have surgery. Where they where the surgeons actually go in I think they're plastic surgeons, go in and remove parts of your palate with a soft tissue where that it flaps and closes that and it doesn't allow the air to come through the airway. Basically opens it up. And we talked about, you know, some of you out there grinding your teeth go to orthodontics with, go to your dentist. They have oral devices for grinding teeth. See your dentist. It's almost like a mouthpiece, basically, when you're sleeping. Um, and what that does, it aligns your jaw to, to be stable when you're sleeping. And hopefully that doesn't cause you to have any saliva the back. To go back in your in your throat, and you wake up in the morning, you know, at night, and interrupt your sleep, your rest. But those are some of the options for treatment. Now, untreated obstructive sleep apnea can cause high blood pressure, which is scary. Some of us have some form of high blood pressure, probably because of, you know pressure on the job or maybe it's hereditary it even causes heart attack again like I said to you earlier stated to you earlier that your body's not getting enough oxygen and all your body your functions are working harder to get that oxygen in to your body because the brain is, is telling I'm not getting enough work harder it can also cause stroke, diabetes, atrial fibrillation, like an abnormal heartbeat, and pulmonary hypertension. These are just some of the the causes. If it's untreated. So, villagers, I ask you ask yourself, what am I going to do the next time when I find myself snoring, if I live alone and I wake up and I hear myself snoring, because I've done that before, and you wake up, you wait, your eyes are open and saying, wait a minute, who is that? And it's, you realize it's it's you. You're the one. You walk your own so from snoring. I have done that. That was prior to marriage. Now my wife just tells me, move over or turn over. So I've been tested. I have a mild uh, case of sleep apnea. And I guess when I don't get enough rest the night before, it carries over. And that, when you don't get enough rest, it's called sleep debt. In other words, debt. You owe your body some rest. So look that up. It's sleep debt. Basically, I learned that in sleep school. Uh, That was really surprising. And another thing. In sleep school, we had to watch, you know, some of these videos and all. And um, we was watching this one video. Just imagine you sitting in a room and there's a glass and you can actually see the patient in the next room on your monitors and all. The video showed the sleep technicians monitoring this patient. This patient literally gets out of bed with all of the leads on her head, everything, and start walking towards the exit of the room. That was kind of scary. When you mean sleepwalking, that is a, a, such a thing. is sleepwalking, really. So the, the technician, one of the te- technicians gently turned the patient around she actually disconnected like most of the leads, turned her around, and guided her back in the bed. And she literally, I, I lie to you not, she lifted the covers and got back in bed. I thought that was scary. Okay, here's another instance. You ever heard of something called nightmares? There's something called night terrors. Night terrors. So this next video... Imagine again, imagine you sitting in this room, this glass, this, you know, glass wall and you're watching this glass window. You're watching your um the patient, you know, and you're monitoring and they're they performing a sleep study and, you know, they have leads on on their heads. You no. Know? This man. Was fighting in the bed, I mean, literally, I mean, fighting like he was swinging. Like that's considered a sleep a uh, a uh, uh, a night terror, and uh, now that was scary, but yeah, sleep apnea is it's it's no joke honestly um some you know we joke about it from time to time, but honestly, it's serious, and the effects you know stroke, heart attack, high blood pressure that's another thing we really need to watch, especially as we get older as we get younger and all and and also it affects not just adults but children as well. I've seen children. In sleep labs, of course, the parents have to, you know, sleep with the, you know, with the babies and um, sleep with the children to make sure that, you know, they, they're more they're secured. And, this, and the, of course, the parents have to. That's part of the uh, the process and the guidelines. But that's all I have for you today. Uh, have a good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And just remember, villagers, what's our motto? Take care of your loved ones. Have a great day. Until next time.